Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Welcome to the uh, Spiritual Activist Podcast, and today we're going to be interviewing Nora and Ty from Inner Chi Wellness, and you can reach them with their website at inner-chiwellness.com. And they do quantum healing sessions. And um, I think we'll just start off, hit the ground running with you two, because we've known each other for a while. And let me tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from today. This might, I don't know if this is going to end up being an interview or a therapy session for me. We'll do both. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I have a difficult time. I mean, especially with with you two, I feel like us three, we woke up in an insane asylum and we're seeing all these people walking around with funny masks and little cone hats. And they're telling us that it'll ward off evil spirits and bacterias. And it, it it's to the point <clears throat> where it's starting to get to me a little bit, you know, excuse me. <clears throat> Like when I'm out, I can only be out so long and I, I, get, I just can't take it anymore. You know, that much insanity and people basically submitting and covering their mouth up, which is keeping them, they don't realize the, the subliminal ramifications of covering your mouth because it's blocking your speech, which I think is part of the plan actually. I and, agree. And, and there's like 10 years of research on the CDC website that says masks are no good. They're actually dangerous, you know? <clears throat> and they go back and forth. And then you sort of pull back from this and look at the global conditioning of people, mass, mass conditioning. If, and if you boil it down to an understandable place, it's almost like MK Ultra on steroids all over the planet. And, and they, I have to give them credit. They've done a really great job at doing this. I mean, if I was on their side, I would be applauding them like crazy because they are getting up early, well-driven, well-funded. I can't even say on a podcast right now, George, and you know the last name, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't say certain words, and we're supposed to be living in a, a free speech society things like snowden and uh, julian assange i mean where does this end that's where i'm coming from wow oh so it'll be a a light interview (laughs) it'll be a light interview and i I just want you to know where where i'm at right now because i i'm to the point where i i'm really uh questioning my direction in life you know Yes, and I've this is uh, the first podcast I've I've done in a while. I've done a couple other ones with David Serrata's dad and uh, Max Egan, 
people oh, yeah? that's out there. And but <clears throat> I haven't done any interviews on my podcast with myself because I've done a few where I just sit there and talk. I don't know what to talk about anymore. I, right. I, I honestly don't know what to talk about. And I don't want to be just another talking head out there. Blah, 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 blah. And what what is the direction that we're all going here? I, I've, yeah. I've felt this need to pull back and readjust, realign myself, yes. with my own authenticity. Because I'm finding if I'm being authentic and truthful, I could get censored. Right. Yeah, well, you know, especially with the tube and stuff. I mean, that's, I disagree it's their platform because we funded it, but be that as it may, for the time being, that's how they're treating it. Um, you know, um, when you have independent podcasts on, off, on sites that are not necessarily the, the mid one, you know, the main ones, like you're a little more freer to say certain things, but. You know, we um, we have, uh, I don't like the word clients, but we assist people all over the world who uh, come to us for certain types of healings. And of course, this year, there's a lot of like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Am I going to live? And, you know, and, uh, and I'm probably no different either. Like, it's like really a big step back. Like, oh, oh this is a very serious time. And yet, Nora and I do know that the fear, at least from our perspective, we're, we're, we're energy healers. We're kind of like in a shamanic <clears throat> state all the time. We, we, the type of people see both worlds all the time. And we have a very energy sensitive viewpoint about that. And we feel that much of this is harvesting the consciousness, especially of the awakened people, the people who have kept a little bit more of their authentic soul, their source self, we might call it, whatever language you use, and getting those people into fear, doubt, and uncertainty is a big uh, energy harvest for them. And my, my self-work is to make sure that I do as little as that as possible, trying to be as grounded and neutral. Um, not neutral about like, I don't care. I do care, I'm concerned, but just emotionally and mentally trying to stay on that neutral zero point as best as I can. I'm not gonna feel good about what's going on. I'm not gonna go, ooh, this is a great transformational experience. I'm not gonna go gloom and doom, but just trying to practice all these things I spent, um, I'll say a few years, you've been on spiritual path quite a bit longer than I have. Uh, I, I woke up in 2012 quite severely, to be honest. I, we, I did an article a couple years on your magazine with that. But be that as it may, trying to practice, you know, all these things that we've been uh trying to learn about ourselves and, and uh, learn and, and show other people, this is the time we got to practice what we've been preaching. <laughs> yep. In my view. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's hard work. Me personally, I've been um, uh, working on my fear of death. You want to go, you want to go pretty intense. Because a lot of this, if you notice what, what is going on, they hooked 
all of humanity in on the fear of death. Right. I mean, really get, getting sick and dying. That's really what they feared. And what, what, what do you and I know about our souls? Well, and, and here's, the, here's the thing about getting somebody hooked on fear of anything. Yeah. It brings them back to their more basic reptilian part of their brain, <clears throat> takes them away from their frontal lobes where all the critical thinking can happen. And I, I tell you, I see this more and more and more and more. Almost everybody I know is polarized to the point. I mean, there was a philosopher named Hegel, and Hegel said that the, the true value of conversation is having two different opposing points of view, having those people come together with their ideas and their idealism and their theories and beliefs and start bantering back and forth and tearing down all the fluffy bullshit until you get to the core belief. And once you're at the core belief, both parties needs to be in a position where they're willing to let that go as their price to follow a more truthful direction. But to do that, it, it, it takes, you have to be an adult at least, you know, and at least that much. But if you're so polarized and the cognitive dissonance is so strong that you cannot even hear the words, let alone concepts and beliefs of the other side, and let alone and really do due diligence and check out their information to see, well, maybe I don't know everything in the whole grand universe. If you can't do that, there is no, and that's where we're at today. I mean, I, I've lost two friends, two close friends. One, uh, on the front page, it says, uh, the final solution, regenerative agriculture. And I had no idea that he would even imagine me doing this, but apparently 80 years ago, the final solution was something that the Nazis used to uh, say the final solution would be to get rid of all the Jews. And he accused me, he said, did you do this? Like, as, as a subliminal way to antagonize the Jewish community. I'm going, what, uh, what the hell are you talking about, man? And, and to this day, oh he, he won't email me back. And yeah. the, the other friend, very close friend, um, I, I did an interview with the uh, police chief here in Paradise. And right. I, I agree with him that I, I don't think systemic racism is the number one problem for black people in America. And 87% of the black people, when a recent Gallup poll agrees, they say they want more police. And the number one problem is the lack of a black father in the family unit. And then when you look at uh, Black Lives Matter, one of their number one tenants is to, their words, destroy the nuclear family, completely busted open. I mean, and she disagrees with me, she says, and she's well-educated, which is the problem. Is, <laughs> yeah, she's well, got that academic thing down. She oh, thinks yeah. that all the police departments and all the police in the United States, they get up every day going out to harass Black people. And maybe if they're lucky, shoot one or two. And I was just going, my God, oh, what my God. is wrong with you? Th this is the, the biggest injustice to Black people. Because black people are waking up now and going, wait a minute, 
we don't want to be the victim anymore. We don't want to be the welfare recipients and be suppressed. You know, we want to claim our, our own right to be a human being and not be looked at as black or white or yellow. And who was it? it was uh, Morgan Friedman. He was being interviewed. And on the interview, the interviewer asked him, what do you think we could do to get rid of racism and start dealing with it? And he said, stop talking about it. You know, we, we talk about it and talk about it and we fuel it up and energize it to the point to where all these young millennials and the younger kids growing up, they think there really is a race problem. They're afraid to go out on the street right now that they're going to be shot, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's the polarization that is so you know, tough right now. Needed. You see, in order to control us, they, they create, again, this scenario of black and white because it's part of the systems to split us again and control us. Yep. So it, it's, it's extremely needed in the, their systems of mind control. You yep. know, I would recommend um, every listener who's listening to this podcast, go and uh, go online and go read The Art of War. Do you know where I'm going with this? Sun Tzu. Yeah, this is all laid out in there and how to do this. If you if you see what's going on, the art of war, which has been very successful, very successful. Um, it's a I it's a very dark document. I don't it's care. It's, awful, it's very but but how to manipulate people, the basic how tenets on how works. to divide and conquer, what to do to your enemy, and all this stuff. If you actually read that, which is not very, it's you know, it's a few pages long. I mean, it's just little little uh, blurbs. Um, you'll see it in there. You'll see what they're doing, the, and yeah. and it's been working for thousands it's of been years, working. and it's working now. And and now we are just awakening. Uh, some of us are just awakening again to the systems of control, right? And the systems of mind control are so severe and so thick and so insane that they don't need the controllers don't need to come and whip us and kick our ass and hurt us our own family will right yeah i was i was in the uh, pharmacy the other day and i don't wear a mask when i'm out you know and this guy says hey you forgot you forgot your mask I, I said no i didn't forget it thanks for trying to remind me though and started to walk off he says hey i tell you you forgot your mask i said yeah but i brought my brain you know then he gives me the finger and i'm thinking oh my god you know it's they are so again they they have got like you said they've got us to battle against ourselves we're policing ourselves now and, and that's what they wanted yeah that's what they wanted for us to police each other and to control each other so they don't have to that's why they try to get a, get rid of the police because they figured oh well we already have the entire populace under under the idea that they're going to police each other hurt each other, monitor each other, spy each other. And we keep on telling you guys, the cell phones are the weapons because they are utilizing them against each other. People are recording each other. People are monitoring each other. People are tracking each other. Those uh, uh, technologies are there in place to track you, to track you, control you, and target you. Right. Yeah, sure. I haven't I haven't done my last uh, upgrade. Uh, Dara did, 
If you do the last upgrade, if you look under the uh, preferences and the system and all that, look under health, they have a COVID-19 tracking system built right in to that upgrade. Yeah, yeah they're, they're tracking everybody right now. And I tell you, it, if, if the next few months is going to determine the next hundred years on this planet. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to determine which way we're going to go. Yep, and then now we can see the extent of the mind control. There's no way we could say, oh, that does not exist. Yeah, what's, you know, what's, what's funny is so everything sad. that you're talking about right now, Nora, G. Edward Griffin and people like William Cooper in Behold a Pale Horse, like G. Edward Griffin, if, if you pull up his name and put 1969, he gives a talk and he, he says oh, specifically what is going to happen because they know the weak link in our society and it's the race relations. And he said, they're gonna keep pounding and hammering and chiseling at that until it drives us into a race war. And I, in the, this last issue, the article I wrote, you know, I, I said, look, go down to Skid Row. You're going to see black people, white people, yellow people, brown people. You're going to see crazy people, mentally retarded people. You're going to see young and old and sick and healthy. The only thing they have in common is they're all broke. And they do not want us to catch on to the fact that this is not a race war. This is a culture war. This is the really, really, really rich against everybody else. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a culture war. Well, it, okay, it comes to corruption and greed. Uh, the entire system of this planet is completely corrupted. Yeah. We have to face it. And we have to understand what part of the corruption are we participating in daily? And what choices can we make to change that? But we have to come to that consciousness and understanding. And a lot of us don't because there's a severe paycheck that people receive. Right. And we haven't been able to come out of those systems to create another system so we are not dependent on that system. But that system, the entire system, is corrupted. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like if, if my neighbor is a counterfeiter, he's just counterfeiting money and giving me money to shut me up with counterfeit money, you know? <laughs> it's, sometimes you have to really come up with an analogy that makes makes things a little more simple because they've made it so complex. But all you have to do is do that little cognitive thing called thinking, you know, and it sort of clears the air, but you can't be stuck on any of these polarized points of view. Oh, and that was, that's what the whole um, situation with the masks and uh, is, was the beginning of it. It's like, you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask. Uh, people against each other for 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 the mask for not the mask. That was the beginning of the entire thing with black and white and racial things. That was just a preparation. Right, and that's part of MK Ultra. Yes. Part of MK Ultra is to constantly throw you off balance, back and forth, and back and forth to take away your equilibrium. Take your power away. Yep. Yeah. And 
you know, those of us that do very, very, very minimal mainstream media, when I go into that world, I know what I'm getting into, right? So I, I look at it uh, objectively like, okay, this is a play, this is a skit. What are they trying to hide? What are they trying to say? And what I can get trying I can, to do. But, um, you know, most people, they think it's a real thing, you know, yeah. and I hate to say it, you know, nobody really seems to know about, uh, was it VN, uh, v, uh, VNR's video news releases? Go look that up on Wikipedia. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So a corporation, a government, a group buys time on a news channel and presents the the propaganda literally as if it's a real news thing, but it's not a real news thing. It's actually, in, and they um, present it like that. So you can get products, you can get, uh, you know, drugs, you can get political things. And it's, it's presented as if it's an, an actual news article, but it's actually a paid advertisement. And this has been going on for decades. And so when you're watching, you're turning on your Fox News, you're talking in your CNN, what part of that news broadcast is a paid advertisement of VNR and what part is legitimate news? I would suggest at this point in the game, all corporate media is now in the VNR stage. They're just being paid to say, I don't know for a fact, but I'd suggest there's we've gone that far. So when you turn that on, you think you're going getting a corporation who does reporters and blah, 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 but no, they get paid to say a script. And it's probably very big percentage of the airtime now. Don't know that well, for a fact. Well, that. They're, defi they're definitely not reporting the news. I mean, take, take the, the case no, with know. Julian Assange. Okay, yeah. he got in a lot of trouble for releasing that video of the helicopter pilot and the, the gunners where they gunned down innocent people down there. And two of them were Routers uh, investigative journalists. Now, why isn't the news media hammering that like crazy? Don't they realize that these are journalists that the government gunned down and they want to get the person that reported it in trouble for reporting it. And don't they know that they're next? I mean, if, if the left, if all these people on the left finally do get their way and uh, what's her name, Harris gets to be president and uh, you know reminds yeah. Biden that he needs to wake up today and go to work, you know, they're gonna come after the corporate media next and either completely control them or get rid of them. Yep. This, they're gonna come after all these Antifa people, the Black Lives Matter people, all these people that are causing all this disruption. And, and do you know how we know that? How? Because they always do in the past, every single right. time. The, the paid agitators come in, do the job, and then they are swept aside real quick. Uh, we know of a specific incident in the country south of here uh, where they did just that. Right. Um, in a big city, they had some people come in, create, create a huge ruckus, uh, lots of ugly things that never got reported on the news. And then when they were done with that program, those people went away permanently. 
yep. because uh, that's how it works. Yeah, his, historically, and, and here's where it gets into the thing. I, I just wish people were more real education. Historically, it always starts out with socialism. And socialism morphs into communism and or fascism because as you go to these extremes, they actually meet and they become the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that, soci that society, it, yeah. it always collapses too. Yeah, yes. I mean, always. Give me one communist society that still exists for like even 200 years. Always collapses because they suppress everybody put them into work camps. I mean, look what's happening in China right now. Their prison slavery is producing a lot of their goods, more and more and more and more and more. And these are nothing but political prisoners. And people don't think that the, this country could get to the point where we might open up these 26 uh, internment camps on BLM property. Absolutely, and that's karma because we all have been participating in the slavery of other countries by creating materials and goods that are outside of our country. Yep. Want for profit. The profits and, are high and they don't care about people's well-being. And it's all for plastic junk, you know? Well, it's all, all going to be played out as karma. The karma will come. Yeah. So are we ready for that, people? Yeah, because, because now we have to start looking at our karma. Exactly. In life, we pay for every single thing. It doesn't matter. And yes, people could try to escape these karmas, but it comes, it comes back, whether in this lifetime or in another lifetime. Yeah, I, I think it's going to, a lot of it's going to come back in this lifetime, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see. But yeah, there is an equalizing force, a cosmic force that once you get in touch with that, that's the reason I, I don't steal, not because I'm afraid I'll get caught, not because I think it's against the law, and not even really for karma, but something inside me just doesn't feel right if I steal or lie to a person or be not authentic. And until we all get to that point, that puts me at a, a disadvantage, by the way, when I'm dealing with people that are unscrupulous. Absolutely. They can walk all over me. They've got the yaggy, yaggy, yaggy down pat, you know. They know how to twist words and terms and everything. So people that's walking around with their heart and their minds, we're a little bit susceptible right now. You know, I do want to make a po point with that just real quick because, well, we've gone off the energy stuff, but we'll go back to the energy. When Nora and I get a, a person uh, comes to us for some assistance, besides doing clearing, we often have to do coaching. And a lot of them are like you and I. Um, we're sensitive, intuitive empaths that have a good uh, natural moral center, at, I mean, integrity center, whatever, that's not really learned. We, we just right here. And they do get uh, harvested bothered, attacked, uh, victimized and all that. And we teach a lot of people better ways to handle that, including discernment. Because that is one, one thing, when your heart is really open, but you don't have the logic discerning thing there, then you know, there, there, are, there are vampires here. There just is. Yeah. Where, where, if you, I mean, not me, well, there are, 
they're the classical ones, but I'm talking about energetic vampires here. And they do know how to uh, find those people who are uh, very beautiful, but not wise. And so part of our, our goal when we're working with people is to just do that is give them a couple of tools so they can start using some wisdom without losing their heart center. And that's, uh, you know, how do you think that that, do you think that that's why the powers that be like to keep us into fear and anger because those energies are easier to consume? I, I, it, I do. It's yes. easier to control people that way too. Control yeah. and control on the 3D level, we're talking about control. And remove their powers. You know, if if you're, um, you don't have to be, but if you have a more of a metaphysical, spiritual mind mind bent, an energetic mind bent, then yeah, there's absolutely energy being harvested. Consciousness energy, you could say soul energy, intelligence, manifestation, anything really. And you know, we. Uh, we live in a pyramidal structure, right, on this planet, which is not a good energy structure. Uh, I mean, pyramids for certain healing purposes and specific purposes, but um, a real energy structure is going to be toroidal, where everything flows in and out. There's no inside and out. It just always is recirculating. It doesn't just, so what happens with a pyramidal energy structure, all the all the energy goes to the top and who's the main thing that eats off the top and that's whoever your head eyeball is it'd be a person it could be a head banker some people think it's lucifer yaldabaoth uh the head reptilian the head, who whatever but there is a thing there there has to be a thing there it could be a head ai who knows but there's a thing there that is getting all of it and that's got to stop you know, yeah. and it's an all-knowing and all-consciousness. So you know, this being can 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 tune into all consciousness at all time and space, and is well conscious of everything and everyone at once. Well, fairly, fairly. Yeah, that's difficult for our minds to grok. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so tell me, tell me something. If somebody comes to you and they're having problems and you sense that they might be have an attachment or something that needs cleared, what do you do? Well, um, there's, there's, there's two things we, well, we, okay. Well, uh, our, our clearing method um, was primarily developed by a very, uh, uh, he's, he's a one man show, very humble, but he's booked like, eight months in advance because he's so good he's well known and he's always uh been taking the weirdest cases and stuff of stuff he there's nothing he will not try to adjust and fix so we um many years ago we asked to have his system before he released it to the public and we got we got some of uh, his skill sets and that was in direct response to um uh, we were automatically clearing people, but getting hit and negative energies and stuff. So I basically said, you know, source, that's just my idea of the cosmic consciousness or whatever, that if you want me on this path, I need a system that's going to help us not get hit. And so this this thing laid in, you know, just manifested right there. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. So what happens is um, I ask you, well, we ask a few questions on what the phenomena is, and not necessarily what they think about it, but what they're what what they're experiencing. Some people will go, well, 
I think I have a spirit in my left elbow. And I go, okay, well, what's the sensation? And they'll say, well, there's burning and electrical sensation. So I'll take my dousing books. We use a lot of dousing with our pendulums we make ourselves. And I'll just ask my, uh, I call my source heart. You could say your soul, your whatever, your higher self, whatever. I ask that aspect of me and nobody else. And I see what answers I could come up with. And then if I find some stuff, I will shift it, move it out using my, my intent. We have a couple of tools we have that are pyramidal crystal things that kind of um, create quantum life energy fields. Um, and we just start moving stuff out. And then the other part of it is if a lot of people are having very confusing phenomena, um, you could say the universe or source has given us a taste of almost everything here, good or bad. And we have a context for a lot of it. So uh, believe it or not, someone will be calling, hey, there's my there's sparkles coming out of my left elbow. That's a joke, but actually it's not, you know. Uh, Believe it or not, that whole month, someone will be called, there'll be four people calling us going, you know, what's, we got sparkles coming out of our left elbow. Um, and being silly about that, but that's how it works. Right, and I'll, right. oh, that's been happening this month. I think this is what's going on. Let's see if we can shift it and let me know if you notice a difference. And then often people will notice a difference in, in the um, thing. The other thing is um, we're good at, coaching people through a lot of spiritual harassment things and phenomena. Uh, some of them are 3D, if you know, like TI stuff, and some are um, metaphysical. metaphysical stuff. Uh, people from dark occult families and things like that will call us who are not in their heart, not of that. And they may want to know what they can do to kind of manage that. And we have some ideas. Um, so- Yes, it, it, it seems like they- when I go into this stuff and get deeper and deeper, it gets more and more unbelievable. And I become more sympathetic with the people out there who says, oh, this just can't be, you know, but I mean, to think that this kind of thing doesn't go on, you have to look into how did jet propulsion laboratories, they started with this kind of black magic kind of stuff. Yeah. NASA, same thing, you know, yeah. and we're talking about people that weren't, I mean, some of the people that started some of the organizations that we have and are in politics, I would not let them babysit my kids. Yeah. You know, no, no. You know um, this is our viewpoint, but a lot of people researching this, um, and we know for a fact about NASA and JPL. I mean, personally, we know that we live next to JPL. I mean, about a couple of miles down the road, but there, you know, at the very highest level, you know, you have, you know, you have governments, you have corporations, you got the you know, think tanks, you got all these bankers, but the very highest level of people on this planet, we probably will never see and know, they are dark occultists. They are. Right. Mark Passio talks about this. Um, some, sometimes you'll be, um, like Nora and I, sometimes you'll get to meet a couple of them. You know, not too much, but you'll run practice like, oh, you come from that family. And, you know, they won't talk to you too much, but they'll kind of acknowledge that. And, um, you know, this is a big problem because a lot of people are not conversed on. Um, and let me preface, we don't practice. In our view, we don't practice any dark occult or occult stuff. We just kind of 
do source. That's we just keep it simple. Um, but we know that we know a lot about it because it's affected our lives. We've seen people. We've been invited into uh, certain things, and we've, you know, uh, experience. And some level, our families have been involved in uh, whether victims or participating in dark occult things and stuff. And the average person who's wearing a mask doesn't understand that's a dark occult ritual. <laughs> wearing a mask is in a lot of societies when you wear a mask that's the, the initiation of uh, um, depersonalizing yourself so they do a lot of um, they do a lot of things to break down the uh, ego and the self so that the society uh, good or bad can restructure you to be a member of that society um, uh, initiation rituals, um, rites of passage rituals from the Native Americans. They, there's all, you know, they do a lot of this breaking down of the former past so that they can bring you into a new thing. Now you have to ask yourself, if they're breaking down people, breaking down their souls, their minds, their emotional bodies, what are they going to build them back up as? And right. these are- yeah, I, I can see that happening too. When I'm out in public, people aren't looking at me in the eyes anymore. You know, they're, they're truly isolated no matter where they go. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's a very dangerous place for them. And it's not a, it's not a place of uh, abundance or richness or health. Uh, that is uh, the place where the controllers need, need to have everyone in. They need to yeah. have them not thinking about all the evil stuff that they're doing but thinking about, you know, I may, I, I mean, am I going to get this thing? Am I, you know, should I not talk to the neighbor? Completely uh, isolated as a uh, a method of a abuser would do to a, a person is they they take them, they isolate them, they su suppress them, take them away from their families to con deep deep control. So then, when they're doing evil, we can't see it. And what is right. the evil that's coming up the pike? <laughs> Meanwhile, well, that, I have a feeling that that is a very good question. Because there's agendas that are being have been being placed for a long time, so they could play out, and they're starting to play out. And yeah. what is? What do you think it is? You might want to yeah. talk in code. <laughs> Well, I know I've, I've read old religious like the Essenes and the Gnostics. Even way back then, they are warning us about archons. And archons are interdimensional beings. And yeah. I, I think that that's where in the Bible, in Revelations, it talks about the war isn't with people. It's with principalities. I with, love that quote. Yeah, yeah. It, this, we're up against something beyond darkness no, there, there's two kinds really we don't understand it because it has it has multi-dimensional powers right and it, it, it it's ancient so it knows how to control people from so long time ago that it has these systems that knows how to control people and we and we cannot because we're constantly here we cannot even imagine the power well they wouldn't even call them powers but their technologies and knowledge that they are aware of and there's a strong possibility 
that if what we're talking about is even has an element of truth, there's a strong possibility that these interdimensional beings can time travel. They could go up in our timeline, see what we're doing here and go, uh-oh, we have to come back and steer this a different direction. That would give them an outrageous power to influence and control the destiny of mankind. Yeah, there's a- um... And much more, they can take, they could jump from person to person also. They can, they could, they could uh, uh, like say for instance, uh, if the person's completely not in their, their soul in their bodies, which there's a lot of people walking around like this right. because they're not even aware of where their soul is. And they could jump in and out of their soul. They can go into their consciousness. They could, they could, they could view, uh, like, like, uh, my, like if I'm walking down the street, they could jump in and look at what I'm doing and then jump right. out and go somewhere else. Yep. And so much more. Yeah. I, I, I knew somebody back in the day and he said that was happening and he'd said, I don't know if it's the government or off planet beings. He, he says every once in a while, somebody is in here looking out through my eyes with me. He says, I know it sounds crazy. And at the time I thought, yeah, <laughs> sounds really crazy, dude. But I seen him years later. And the odd thing was, is I asked him about it. I said, hey, is that, is that thing still happening to you with somebody? He says, what are you talking about? I went, uh-oh, you know. And that's what that's what actually made me think maybe there was something to it. Yeah. Or maybe they got, you know, taken over. Yeah. Have you heard what Trump recently asked? He's asking for Biden's blood sample and a DNA. He says, I don't even know who the guy is anymore. And and that's that's a little bit of an indication that he's referring to the cloning thing that we all hear about, which is even past. I have a hard time accepting that because it's beyond anything I've ever experienced or validated. Well, animals that get cloned all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing. And, here's and, the and thing they're about, identical, but they're, they're different. Here's, yep. here's, here's the thing about the cloning thing. So all stem cell research, all this stuff is basically cloning technology. And biotech and nanobiotech are some of the biggest industries on the planet, bigger than possibly oils and um, insurance and so I mean, they're bigger. Where are the products going? You can't just have every university, uh, all these, you know, spending, uh, my friend Tony, who works on anti-nano stuff, he said it's like something like, a, I don't want to misquote, like something like a $200 trillion a year industry. Bio, biotech is a form of cloning tech and they've, admitted to being able to clone humans they clone animals they got all this weird stuff glow in the dark cats they got um you know all this tech and you can find this not in conspiracy stuff you can find it in actual ai and biotech papers which tony sends me all the time it's there for the, the thing so are they going to be playing around with cloning tech on the humans well yep they will oh, are yeah. they got it no do I know how much it's uh, we're we're involved with people like that? I don't know, but I've seen a lot of weird, glitchy things going on that don't seem like a normal human reaction. And and glitchy, I mean glitchy, like right. you know, like like the ner the nervous system in the brain 
had to process a foreign feeling or experience and they couldn't do, deal with it right. Um, it's not proof of anything, but you know, there, um, I don't know, there's just so much I've read where, you know, certain people in certain positions have, have flat out said, oh, yeah, there's cloning. Yeah. But the thing is, you got to go into real deep papers. You can go into their stuff and read about it, but if it goes on the CNN, nothing to see here. Everything's a coincidence, you know. Yeah. Well, or, if it if it's true, if I'm it's just, true you know, what if it's true what most scientists are saying today, yeah, that we live in a simulation, or at best a holographic projection of consciousness or something, something is projecting this out on the the fields of possibilities that we call our reality if that's true and and there are beings that knows the secret to this simulation cloning somebody would just be a copy and paste it, it would be a, a simple thing within the simulation exactly you know and for you know not everyone sees reality like this and it sounds a little weird but i always have a i have like proof like if i see something weird out in the field you know like that i go hey nora i'm seeing this black shadow go from there to there she goes oh did it go into that tree i go yeah so i can't pull crazy cards on myself i always have witness right you know? um well, so there, we, there's a we can cooperate collaborate uh, collaborate yeah <laughs> My speech impediment is going well, well right now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I can't say that word anyway. But um, I was never, source or whatever, the cosmic conscious, whatever you want to call it, has never allowed me to play the crazy card on me because no matter how weird the experience was, there was always a witness. Right. It was the strangest thing. So I would have easily played the crazy card on myself, but I always had this witness. And it was so obnoxious that people that did not want to see things like that would start seeing things around me and get really upset. Yeah. You know? Um, and they would ask, like, what are you guys doing? What are you <laughs> And then if we would start, because we would uh, research, you know? I mean, we're just insanely that type of person because we lived in the dark for so many years in Hollywood and we were ignorant. But when we have our shamanic awakening, it's been nonstop. And so this person that, you know, started noticing the white vans, you know, that phenomena, and we had pointed it out. And then later on came and said, all I could see is white vans now. <laughs> and he was so upset. And then I was researching like how to speak German or something. I was studying uh, German or something. No, it was Russian or something like that. And then I was like, you know, speaking Russian with, with, the, with the video. And he looked and freaked out. I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just learning, right? See, a shit like that that gets you in trouble. And I was like, I'm just learning shit right now. Yeah, I, actually, I, I think uh, just knowing what I know about you two, anybody that would spend time around you and interact and engage with you, it would probably change the way they decode reality. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you that's that's a really good. You know, uh, um, David A talks about decoding reality a lot, and I think it's really important because because of how we were raised, whether we have a natural childbirth or a hospital one, whether we went through you know public school, private school, if we had any awakenings, we all have this weird way we're decoding all this information, and that's 
in some way that's part of the problem too is what people are they're decoding the matrix the simulation or reality or whatever you want to call it improperly you know it's not coming through in a proper decoding thing and it's by design you know there's a lot of reasons for it you know nanotech you know the mk ultra the the frequency fence that has been created here and it takes someone who is doing a lot of self-work on themselves uh, to even start to be able to decode reality somewhat accurately. And I'm not saying I'm completely 100% accurate, but I do work on myself and I'm trying to, you know, get, get, get as correct information as I can without all the distractions and deceptions and stuff. That's difficult to do in today's world. And Sometimes I think we're all on the verge of waking up to our, our true self and our true self being this is just a, a facsimile of our more of a one consciousness. Like right now we're sitting here talking, three people over the internet using technology, but I'm sure you guys can sense it. There is a one consciousness here that we keep feeding up into and looping back on ourselves like when you say something it loops back onto me and i i it resonates with me yeah i mean um there's so many ways to think about it, but you know there's an etheric connection as well not going through this little wire yeah. even though that's ethernet funny enough um but yeah we're we're talking in the field and through technology at the same time and, and we're not even on drugs no you don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> You know, to come to your spiritual awakenings and your abilities, uh, the windows of, of some shamanic uh, drugs, mushrooms, all these other things are helpful, but they're yep. just windows. And, and the scary part about those things is that people can get stuck in uh, false realities that they create of themselves uh, that are very comforting and they're, they're very bubbled. And so, uh, some of these uh, tools can be used against the being to, to maintain them in that bubble. And so they're not seeing the outside world, the reality that has just been tanked and it's corrupted and it's, it's, it's full of darkness and uh, it doesn't get addressed. And so if we're not addressing and looking and improving, that darkness will not go away. And these little windows that we're opening constantly and we're not mindful and we're not closing them, we're letting the darkness through. Yeah, th there's, been, there's been times when I've taken mushrooms and had a corandero there holding the space. And there's a big difference between that and just taking mushrooms by yourself and you're, you're more vulnerable. Like when Dara and I go to Brazil, we do ayahuasca, but it's with a shaman that yeah. holds the space and puts up a protective field around us. Which is and it's a lot different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you're the type of person that has the ability to do that on your own too. And also to look at what needs to be looked at, address it, and figure out how you're going to transmute that energy. Right. A other people don't have those abilities built in yet and so if, if i recommend for the people that are playing with these shamanic things these tools that they also come out of that bubble and do so some uh, time where they're sober and be able to look and address the monstrosities that are happening in our world 
they well, need you know to what? Be you know what I'm going to recommend because we're almost out of time. I'm going to recommend people go to your website, which is inner-chi-wellness.com. And that's E-N-E-R-C-H-I-Wellness.com. And really check you guys out. Thank you. Yeah, we have a podcast too. We try to do something about once a week. Sometimes we miss, sometimes we do four in one day. <laughs> is that is that accessible? Off, is, that's the Quantum Healing Podcast? Yeah. Is that accessible off of your website or... Um, there's there's links on there. There's links. Okay. Pod, Podbean. Yeah, podbean.com. There's no dash on that one between the inner and chi, though. It's just one okay. word. Um, and we talk about a variety of different things, sometimes topical things like this. Sometimes we're talking about healing. Uh, we've had a couple of guest healers on talking about phenomena. Um, just a whole. And we try to educate people on plants and crystals. Uh, uh, techniques, also how to use certain techniques, uh, magical practices, because a lot of a lot of people are not educated on specific magical practices that are people that are implementing onto others to mind control. Right. So we uh, educate people on things like that, because yeah. some people don't they don't understand magic, they don't understand a lot of stuff, especially well. the techniques. Of mind control. I, understand, I understand enough. Dara and I think you two are pretty incredible people and we really value our friendship with you and the relationship we have with you both. Yeah. You know, while we're experiencing this amazing journey through life. I mean, we are adventure seekers on this yeah. planet, just having the adventure of a, a lifetime. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before I woke up and was in my sleep, I was pretty bored with this place. Now I am almost terminally interested <laughs> in this place. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so intense. Yeah, it's getting pretty interesting. It may be challenging, but it's on a spiritual basis. This is an amazing adventure we're all on. Yeah, you know, bringing, bringing back to what you started off the conversation with, what do we do? We, in my view, and I think it's proven to me and myself and probably Nora that we are on some level uh, immortal. We go on to other things after this and stuff like that. And so when you really kind of know that, then it doesn't matter what you're doing here, but it's not the end. Right. You know, you're not going to wink out because of some idiot politician. You'll, and you know, so taking this as like like a spiritual classroom in even yeah. a difficult course might be helpful for people like man i'm in a freaking terror <laughs> we're in finals week and it's really brutal but at the end of this whether it's we all survive and we're all happy in two years or whatever happens or something like that i know this is you know, there's a purpose for it. Yes. I've had time and time again that source has had my back on the many levels, whatever that is to people. Well, and I think I, I think that's a good place. I, I think that's a good place to leave it because yeah. uh, we're out of time right now. We're going to have to do this again sometime. Yeah, right. and maybe you could come to our podcast and we can talk okay. more. Okay, yeah, I'd like that. All awesome. right. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having us on. Finally, Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, yep. that was very pleasant. Thank you.